Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. My name is Mary Lindo, and I encourage you to listen to what the Holy Spirit would say to us today. I also would encourage you all to become advocates of hope, because the world certainly needs more of that today. And now, let's go to today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be addressing what it means to have the Lord protect us and save us from evil or harm that may come our way, how we learn to hear His voice when He warns us to go somewhere or to not go somewhere, or He puts something down in the inside of us that is not at peace because we are supposed to be doing something differently. I'd like to greet my brothers and sisters in Poland before we start the podcast and encourage you to continue to be strong in your discernment and in your love for those around you that do not know the Lord. For the Lord is about to move in your nation, and He's going to use those of you that are listening as part of that great group of harvesters for the souls that He has promised you because you have prayed for them. So let's get right out today's podcast. One particular indication in our life where the Lord protected us will be vivid forever for my husband Steve and I. It was the weekend of my birthday, which is May 1st, and we had traveled from where we were living at the time, which was O'Fallon, Missouri, to a town nine miles west of us called Wentzville. There was a restaurant called Isabella's, and we were having the fun of Steve's parents, who came to visit us from Belleville, Illinois, to celebrate with us. We also had our two little toddler boys with us. We had a wonderful lunch, and on the way home, we had decided to stop by a church building that my husband Steve had been involved in helping redesign the interior of and to adjust some architecture. We had texted to see if the pastor or assistant pastor happened to still be there, and the assistant pastor was there. When we went inside, we were enjoying showing things to Steve's parents, and suddenly the power went out. The sky had been looking rather odd in the direction we were traveling, and if you know the area of Missouri where tornadoes can form, skies get a strange aqua tint to them. While we were in the building, sitting down talking with the assistant pastor, the Holy Spirit prompted both Steve and I that we were to stay for a little while and not to travel just then, and the pastor himself said he thought it was a good idea if we all just waited a little bit. So, we waited 15 to 20 minutes, and then we seemed to have a go-ahead to travel. We bundled everyone back up into the car and began to travel down the road, which was parallel to a highway and was a wide frontage road. The sky to the north and east looked very ominous. As we began to take a curve around the bend in the road, I suddenly said to my husband, Why is that road sign up in the tree? And then we saw someone's small covered work trailer up in a tree and realized there was debris to the right of us all along the grassy field area. As we finished coming around the curve, we noticed a man and a group of children standing like statues out in a grassy large front yard. And behind them, there were some farm style buildings and a home that looked like they had no doors and windows on them. We pulled over and my husband and his dad went up the gravel driveway to see if they were all right because we realized a tornado had touched down. The man was staring at my husband and father-in-law and said, God must have been with you people. I watched your car coming down the frontage road and then disappeared around the bend where I couldn't see you anymore. 
The twister had dropped down in front of our property a few minutes before you came around the bend because it had just passed over our house and blew out the windows and blew the door off the refrigerator and everything out of the refrigerator into the house. Of course, the more we looked around, the more we realized how we would have been in that very spot when the tornado touched down. If we hadn't heeded the internal warning of the Lord to wait it out for a little bit at the church building, our car could have been picked up and tossed just like all those things that were now obvious to us. We talked to the people for a little while to make sure that they had someone coming to help them. And once we were reassured that they had assistance, we got back in the car and quickly made our way home. Once we got home, the sky had turned an even more aqua color and the atmosphere was eerily still and muggy. So we went down into our basement to wait the storm out. We prayed together and asked the Lord to be a shield around us and that he would surround us with angelic protection according to Psalm 91, verse 9 through 11. And it says this, If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your dwelling, and he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Now we could hear the howling wind coming down our fireplace chimney, and there was an eerie glow from the strange sky color coming through the drapery in the basement windows. But we just simply talked and prayed and played with the children and waited until the sirens stopped blaring. About an hour later, we went upstairs and the sky was completely clear and dusk was setting in. Everything was very quiet and yet we still had power in our house. People were outside sweeping up broken glass around the neighborhood. And as my husband and dad-in-law went for a walk around the block, they were stunned. They were looking at individual homes that were completely wiped off the street. Giant old oak trees were picked up and tossed like play toys. And then there were homes left completely standing. We knew that we had experienced the protection of the Lord two times that day and the promise of being surrounded by His protective agents. Wow, what a birthday that was. <laughs> Dear believers, we live in times right now where there is a tremendous amount of danger and uncertainty. There are a lot of desperate people and a lot of people who are out of their minds on drugs and alcohol. It is at an epidemic level. When we bend our ear to listen to the Lord and ask Him if we should be traveling or going somewhere, we are yielding our common sense and our way of doing things to the greater wisdom of God. There have been several times that I have gone to travel on an airplane with Steve or by myself, and we always pray the prayer that if there's anything wrong with the plane, Lord, stop it from ever taking off the runway. We also had one time where we were both very unsettled about a flight. We just did not feel right getting on the plane, and as we boarded, that intensity grew stronger. While we sat in our seats, we began to pray, and we asked the Lord if we needed to get off the flight. We both immediately were impressed to pray that the captain, upon final inspection of his plane, would spot whatever was wrong with it and would halt the flight. Sure enough, as he did his walkthrough outside, we noticed the captain stopping and looking at something near the engine. He climbed aboard the back stairs and went into the cockpit, and within a few moments, he announced that we were going to have to deplane and wait for another plane because there was something he was not comfortable about 
and was not going to fly the plane until it had been addressed. When you feel uncomfortable or uncertain about traveling or going somewhere, that is the Lord allowing you to be discerning about divine protection. Each of us have experienced where we know the Lord has intervened, and often there are angelic interventions that save lives. When our two boys were toddlers, we had a wall that we had put brackets and wood slat bookshelves up to store our library books, and the three lower levels were to hold toys for the children at their height so they could pick them out and play with them. One afternoon, I was in that space with the children, and they were playing with their toys. One of the babies was just under 14 months old. I was suddenly strongly impressed to quickly move my boys away from the play area, and something nudged me in the shoulder to push me forward. At the time, I was so focused on moving them both at the same time that I wasn't concentrating on the nudge. I scooped them up and pulled them away without alarming them, and about the time I did this, the bookshelf broke free from some brackets and twisted, and hundreds of books fell down, as well as the wood shelves, right in the very play space the boys had been sitting in. Of course, I gathered my little ones up and held them close, and was stunned at how there could have been great harm done to them. And then I suddenly thought about what had pushed me forward in that very moment to get to them. I knew that the Lord had permitted angelic intervention to move me forward to get the boys in that very moment. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord surrounds those who fear him, and he delivers them. Of course, we never pray to angelic beings, and we certainly don't try to turn them into some kind of bizarre supernatural guide. Some self-styled angel experts instruct their followers to love their angels and to call upon them for health, healing, prosperity, and guidance. But angels are God's servants, and all this attention and emphasis and glory should go to God, not His servants. God says in Isaiah 42.8, I will not share my glory with another. Scripture makes no mention of loving angels, only God, His Word, and people. And it never tells us to pray to angels, only to the Lord Himself. The church at Colossae had been invaded by false teachers who were teaching a false humility and the worship of angels, claiming special mystic insights by way of visions in connection with their worship of angels. This was in Colossians 2.18. This was demonic because it was usurping the preeminent place and sufficiency of Christ as Savior and Lord. The claim was that Jesus was not enough for salvation and spirituality. So, these people said you needed to worship angels, and so on. These are the demonic, dark spiritual forces we're up against today. And you can be assured that the enemy knows how to disguise himself as an angel. His whole intent is to lead us into traps of destruction and to draw our worship away from God. Live aware, my friends, and don't be easily deceived. God promises to help us as we seek to honor Him and walk wisely in this life. We can trust that even when we're unaware of our needs or impending disasters that lay before us, God knows the way. He is at work sending words of hope and protecting His children, attending to our needs, bringing justice and mercy to our land, drawing us closer to Himself and encouraging us to walk wisely 
be aware, and live fully for Him. A wonderful story has been told by a Moravian missionary in connection with angelic protection. An American missionary and his wife bravely went to their station where, 20 years before, two other missionaries had been killed by the natives. They said as they took up their work that it seemed as if often they were surrounded not only by the hostile natives, but by the very powers of darkness. These powers of darkness were so real that night after night they were forced to get up and strengthen their hearts by reading the Word of God. Again, they would pray. One day a man came and said, I would like to see your watchman close at hand. The missionary replied, Well, I have no watchman. I only have a cook and a little herd boy. What watchman do you mean? The man asked permission to look through the missionary's home. Every corner of the house was carefully searched, and the man came out of the house greatly disappointed. Then the missionary asked the man to tell him about the watchman to whom he referred. Here is the man's answer. When you and your wife came here, we were determined to kill you as we did the missionaries 20 years ago. Night after night, we came to carry out our intentions, but there always stood around her house a double row of watchmen with glittering weapons. We dared not come near. At last, we hired a professional assassin who said he feared neither God nor devil. Last night, he came close to your house. We followed at a distance, and he was brandishing his spear. There stood the shining watchman, and the killer fled in terror. So we have given up our purpose to kill you, but tell me, who are the watchmen? The missionary opened the word of God and read, The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him and delivers them. And then out of Deuteronomy 33:12, he said, Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him. And in Jeremiah 36, 26, the Lord had hidden them. You see, the Lord often works in ways we can't fully see, sometimes behind the scenes or with unexpected timing. Yet he's always working on our behalf. Whether we realize it or not, there's a spiritual realm constantly around us. May God give us eyes to see clearly that angels are among us and that God is working miracles even today. Let's just pray together about God's divine protection. Father, I thank you for the great authority and protection you have given your children in the person of Jesus Christ. Even as we go out into the world, your promise remains true to us. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. All authority in heaven and earth have been given to you, Lord Jesus, leaving none for the devil and his angels. Thank you for your divine protection and covering. You have put your angels in charge concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. You have sent your angels down to your true loyal children to rescue us from danger. Your angels will lift us up and keep us from harm as we choose to trust in you and obey your promptings and warnings in an instant. Thank you that by trust, by faith in the work you have done, we are protected and secure everywhere we go. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I love telling the stories of how God has spared me, has saved me, has done the impossible for me. And I know we all have stories, and this is a time in the earth to share those stories because people are afraid, and darkness is encroaching and trying to cause great fear and terror. And it's also trying to cause people to harm themselves. I encourage you to go to my website at www.marylindo.com 
where you can listen to all my podcasts right there, or you can hit an icon and also you can get it directly from the Podbean feed. That's where I pay to park these things. Somebody has to be able to store these for you, and so I am glad to bless them to store my data. I look forward to next podcast. It's going to be on a subject that some people are not comfortable with because we're going to discuss the need for personal accountability and the need for counseling at times when we go through devastating, difficult times or we have personal failures or there has been abusive environments that we need to have help escaping. And so it's going to be a fun one for me because I really enjoy talking about setting people free from fear and bondage and the captivities that keep them hiding and not getting the kind of help and freedom that is totally available to them. I say goodbye to you for right now, and I encourage you to continue to seek the Lord and obey the voice of the Spirit promptly. His angels are with you. They have been sent to minister to those of us who are the heirs of salvation. So rejoice, we are not alone, and the Lord wants you to know that He is with you and to not be afraid. Goodbye for now.